Today on Commuter Bible, the narrative portion of Jeremiah comes to a close, and the section containing prophecies against the nations begins. It's Jeremiah chapters 44 through 48 and Psalm 120. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. In our last episode, the prophecies of Jeremiah came to fruition, and the king of Babylon successfully destroyed Jerusalem, slaughtering his opponents and capturing those who surrendered. The Chaldeans held Jeremiah in honor and allowed him to choose to remain with a remnant of the people. After an insurrection against Gedaliah the governor, Johanan rescues those taken captive in an effort to flee to Egypt. The Lord warns them through Jeremiah that they should stay in Judah, but they refuse to listen. Today, Jeremiah prophesies disaster for the remnant who practice idolatry in Egypt, and later will begin Jeremiah's prophecies against the nations. Jeremiah, chapters 44 through 48. This is the word that came to Jeremiah for all the Jews living in the land of Egypt, at Migdal, Toponese, Memphis, and in the land of Pathros. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. You have seen all the disaster I brought against Jerusalem and all Judah's cities. Look, they are a ruin today without an inhabitant in them because of the evil they committed to anger me by going and burning incense to serve other gods that they, you, and your ancestors did not know. So I sent you all my servants, the prophets, time and time again, saying, Don't commit this detestable action that I hate. But they did not listen or pay attention. They did not turn from their evil or stop burning incense to other gods. So my fierce wrath poured out and burned in Judah's cities and Jerusalem's streets so that they became the desolate ruin they are today. So now, this is what the Lord, the God of armies, the God of Israel says. Why are you doing such terrible harm to yourselves? You are cutting off man and woman, infant and nursing baby from Judah, leaving yourselves without a remnant. You are angering me by the work of your hands. You are burning incense to other gods in the land of Egypt, where you have gone to stay for a while. As a result, you will be cut off and become an example for cursing and insult among all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the evils of your ancestors, the evils of Judah's kings, the evils of their wives, your own evils, and the evils of your wives that were committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? They have not become humble to this day. And they have not feared or followed my instruction or my statutes that I set before you and your ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I am about to set my face against you to bring disaster, to cut off all Judah. And I will take away the remnant of Judah those who have set their face to go to the land of Egypt to stay there, 
all of them, will meet their end in the land of Egypt. They will fall by the sword. They will meet their end by famine. Then they will become an example for cursing, scorn, execration, and disgrace. I will punish those living in the land of Egypt, just as I punished Jerusalem by sword, famine, and plague. Then the remnant of Judah, those going to live for a while there in the land of Egypt, will have no fugitive or survivor to return to the land of Judah, where they are longing to return to stay. For they will not return, except for a few fugitives. However, all the men who knew that their wives were burning incense to other gods, all the women standing by, a great assembly, and all the people who were living in the land of Egypt at Pathros, answered Jeremiah, As for the word you spoke to us in the name of the Lord, we are not going to listen to you. Instead, we will do everything we promised. We will burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and offer drink offerings to her, just as we, our ancestors, our kings, and our officials did in Judah's cities and in Jerusalem's streets. Then we had enough food. We were well off, and we saw no disaster. But from the time we ceased to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to offer her drink offerings, we lacked everything, and through sword and famine we have met our end. And the women said, When we burned incense to the Queen of Heaven, and poured out drink offerings to her? Was it apart from our husband's knowledge that we made sacrificial cakes in her image and poured out drink offerings to her? But Jeremiah responded to all the people, the men, women, and all the people who were answering him. As for the incense you burned in Judah's cities and in Jerusalem's streets, you, your ancestors, your kings, your officials, and the people of the land, did the Lord not remember them? He brought this to mind. The Lord can no longer bear your evil deeds and the detestable acts you have committed. So your land has become a waste, a desolation, and an example for cursing without inhabitant, as you see today. Because you burned incense and sinned against the Lord and didn't obey the Lord, and didn't follow his instruction, his statutes, and his testimonies. This disaster has come to you, as you see today. Then Jeremiah said to all the people, including all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who are in the land of Egypt. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. As for you and your wives... You women have spoken with your mouths, and you men fulfilled it by your deeds, saying, We will keep our vows that we have made to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings for her. Go ahead. Confirm your vows. Keep your vows. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, all you Judeans who live in the land of Egypt. I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will never again be invoked by any one of Judah in all the land of Egypt 
saying, As the Lord lives, I am watching over them for disaster and not for good. And everyone from Judah who is in the land of Egypt will meet his end by sword or famine until they are finished off. Those who escape the sword will return from the land of Egypt to the land of Judah, only few in number. And the whole remnant of Judah, the ones going to the land of Egypt to stay there for a while, will know whose word stands, mine or theirs. This will be a sign to you. This is the Lord's declaration. That I will punish you in this place, so you may know that my words of disaster concerning you will certainly come to pass. This is what the Lord says. I am about to hand over Pharaoh Hophra, Egypt's king, to his enemies, to those who intend to take his life, just as I handed over Judah's king Zedekiah to Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar, who was his enemy, the one who intended to take his life. This is the word that the prophet Jeremiah spoke to Barak son of Neriah when he wrote these words on a scroll at Jeremiah's dictation in the fourth year of Jehoiakim son of Josiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Barak. You have said, Woe is me, because the Lord has added misery to my pain. I am worn out with groaning and have found no rest. This is what you are to say to him. This is what the Lord says. What I have built, I am about to demolish, and what I have planted, I am about to uproot. The whole land. But as for you, do you pursue great things for yourself? Stop pursuing For I am about to bring disaster on all humanity. This is the Lord's declaration. But I will grant you your life like the spoils of war wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord that came to the prophet Jeremiah about the nations. About Egypt and the army of Pharaoh Necho, Egypt's king which was defeated at Carchemish on the Euphrates River by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon in the fourth year of Judah's King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. Deploy small shields and large. Approach for battle. Harness the horses. Mount the steeds. Take your positions with helmets on. Polish the lances. Put on the armor. Why have I seen this? They are terrified. They are retreating. 
Their warriors are crushed. They flee headlong. They never look back. Terror is on every side. This is the Lord's declaration. The swift cannot flee, and the warrior cannot escape. In the north, by the bank of the Euphrates River, they stumble and fall. Who is this, rising like the Nile, with waters that churn like rivers? Egypt rises like the Nile, and its waters churn like rivers. He boasts, I will go up, I will cover the earth, I will destroy cities with their residents. Rise up, you cavalry. Race furiously, you chariots. Let the warriors march out, Cush and Put, who are able to handle shields, and the men of Lud, who are able to handle and string the bow. That day belongs to the Lord, the God of armies, a day of vengeance to avenge himself against his adversaries. The sword will devour and be satisfied. It will drink its fill of their blood, because it will be a sacrifice to the Lord, the God of armies, in the northern land by the Euphrates River. Go up to Gilead and get balm, virgin daughter Egypt. You have multiplied remedies in vain. There is no healing for you. The nations have heard of your dishonor, and your cries fill the earth, because warrior stumbles against warrior, and together both of them have fallen. This is the word the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah about the coming of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon to defeat the land of Egypt. Announce it in Egypt and proclaim it in Migdol. Proclaim it in Memphis and in Toponese. Say, Take positions, prepare yourself, for the sword devours all around you. Why have your strong ones been swept away? Each has not stood, for the Lord has thrust him down. He continues to stumble. Indeed, each falls over the other. They say, Get up, let's return to our people and to our native land, away from the oppressor's sword. There they will cry out, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, was all noise. He let the opportune moment pass. As I live, this is the king's declaration, the Lord of armies is his name. The king of Babylon will become like Tabor among the mountains and like Carmel by the sea. Get your bags ready for exile, inhabitant of daughter Egypt, for Memphis will become a desolation, uninhabited ruins. Egypt is a beautiful young cow, but a horsefly from the north is coming against her. Even her mercenaries among her are like stall-fed calves. They too will turn back. Together they will flee. They will not take their stand, for the day of their calamity is coming on them, the time of their punishment. Egypt will hiss like a slithering snake, 
for the enemy will come with an army. With axes they will come against her like those who cut trees. They will cut down her forest. This is the Lord's declaration. Though it is dense, for they are more numerous than locusts, they cannot be counted. Daughter Egypt will be put to shame, handed over to a northern people. The Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says, I am about to punish Ammon, God of Thebes, along with Pharaoh, Egypt, her gods, and her kings. Pharaoh and those trusting in him. I will hand them over to those who intend to take their lives, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his officers. But after this, Egypt will be inhabited again, as in ancient times. This is the Lord's declaration. But you, my servant Jacob, do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged, Israel. For without fail I will save you from far away and your descendants from the land of their captivity. Jacob will return and have calm and quiet with no one to frighten him. And you, my servant Jacob, do not be afraid. This is the Lord's declaration. For I will be with you. I will bring destruction on all the nations where I have banished you. But I will not bring destruction on you. I will discipline you with justice, and I will by no means leave you unpunished. This is the word of the Lord that came to the prophet Jeremiah about the Philistines before Pharaoh defeated Gaza. This is what the Lord says. Look, Water is rising from the north and becoming an overflowing wadi. It will overflow the land and everything in it, the cities and their inhabitants. The people will cry out, and every inhabitant of the land will wail. At the sound of the stomping hooves of his stallions, the rumbling of his chariots, and the clatter of their wheels, fathers will not turn back for their sons. They will be utterly helpless on account of the day that is coming to destroy all the Philistines, to cut off from Tyre and Sidon every remaining ally. Indeed, the Lord is about to destroy the Philistines, the remnant of the coastland of Kaftor. Baldness is coming to Gaza. Ashkelon will become silent. Remnant of their valley, how long will you gash yourself? O sword of the Lord, how long will you be restless? Go back to your sheath, be still, be silent. How can it rest when the Lord has given it a command? He has assigned it against Ashkelon and the shore of the sea.
Moab, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. Woe to Nebo, because it is about to be destroyed. Kiriathiam will be put to shame. It will be taken captive. The fortress will be put to shame and dismayed. There is no longer praise for Moab. They plan harm against her in Heshbon. Come, let's cut her off from nationhood. Also, madmen, you will be silenced. The sword will follow you. A voice cries out from Horonim. Devastation and a crushing blow. Moab will be shattered. Her little ones will cry out. For on the ascent to Luhith, they will be weeping continually. And on the descent to Horonim will be heard cries of distress over the destruction. Flee! Save your lives! Be like a juniper in the wilderness. Because you trust in your works and treasures, you will be captured also. Chemosh will go into exile with his priests and officials. The destroyer will move against every town. Not one town will escape. The valley will perish, and the plain will be annihilated, as the Lord has said. Make Moab a salt marsh, for she will run away. Her towns will become a desolation without inhabitant. The one who does the Lord's business deceitfully is cursed, and the one who withholds his sword from bloodshed is cursed. Moab has been left quiet since his youth, settled like wine on its dregs. He hasn't been poured from one container to another or gone into exile. So his taste has remained the same, and his aroma hasn't changed. Therefore, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will send pourers to him, who will pour him out. They will empty his containers and smash his jars. Moab will be put to shame because of Chemosh, just as the house of Israel was put to shame because of Bethel that they trusted in. How can you say, We are warriors, valiant men for battle? The destroyer of Moab and its towns has come up, and the best of its young men have gone down to slaughter. This is the king's declaration. The Lord of armies is his name. Moab's calamity is near at hand. His disaster is rushing swiftly. Mourn for him, all you surrounding nations, everyone who knows his name. Say, how the mighty scepter is shattered, the glorious staff. Come down from glory. Sit on parched ground, resident of the daughter of Dibon, for the destroyer of Moab has come against you. He has destroyed your fortresses. Stand by the highway and watch, resident of Arawer. Ask him who is fleeing, or her who is escaping. What happened? Moab is put to shame, indeed dismayed. Wail and cry out. Declare by the Arnon that Moab is destroyed. Judgment has come to the land of the plateau, to Holland, Jaza, Mephath, Dibon, Nebo, Beth Diblathim, Kiriathim, 
Beth Gamel, Beth Mayan, Kiriath, Bozra, and all the towns of the land of Moab, those near and far. Moab's horn is chopped off, his arm is shattered. This is the Lord's declaration. Make him drunk, because he has exalted himself against the Lord. Moab will wallow in his own vomit, and he will also become a laughingstock. Wasn't Israel a laughingstock to you? Was he ever found among thieves? For whenever you speak of him, you shake your head. Abandon the towns. Live in the cliffs, residents of Moab. Be like a dove that nests inside the mouth of a cave. We have heard of Moab's pride, great pride indeed. His insolence, arrogance, pride, and haughty heart. I know his outburst. This is the Lord's declaration. It is empty. His boast is empty. Therefore I will wail over Moab. I will cry out for Moab, all of it. He will mourn for the men of Kir Haraz. I will weep for you, vine of Sibma, with more than the weeping for Jazer. Your tendrils have extended to the sea. They have reached to the sea and to Jazer. The destroyer has fallen on your summer fruit and grape harvest. Gladness and celebration are taken from the fertile field and from the land of Moab. I have stopped the flow of wine from the wine presses. No one will tread with shouts of joy. The shouting is not a shout of joy. There is a cry from Heshbon to Eliela. They make their voices heard as far as Jahaz. From Zor to Horonim and Eglashelashiah because even the waters of Nimrim have become desolate. In Moab, I will stop. This is the Lord's declaration. The one who offers sacrifices on the high place and burns incense to his gods. Therefore, my heart moans like flutes for Moab, and my heart moans like flutes for the people of Kirharaz. And therefore, the wealth he gained has perished. Indeed, every head is bald and every beard is chopped short. On every hand is a gash and sackcloth around the waist. On all the rooftops of Moab and in her public squares, everyone is mourning because I have shattered Moab like a jar no one wants. This is the Lord's declaration. How broken it is. They wail. How Moab has turned his back. He is ashamed. Moab will become a laughingstock and a shock to all those around him. For this is what the Lord says. Look, he will swoop down like an eagle and spread his wings against Moab. The towns have been captured and the strongholds seized. In that day, the heart of Moab's warriors will be like the heart of a woman with contractions. Moab will be destroyed as a people because he has exalted himself against the Lord. Panic, pit, and trap await you, resident of Moab. This is the Lord's declaration. 
He who flees from the panic will fall in the pit, and he who climbs from the pit will be captured in the trap. For I will bring against Moab the year of their punishment. This is the Lord's declaration. Those who flee will stand exhausted in Heshbon's shadow, because fire has come out from Heshbon and a flame from within Sihon. I will devour Moab's forehead and the skull of the noisemakers. Woe to you, Moab! The people of Chemosh have perished because your sons have been taken captive and your daughters have gone into captivity. Yet I will restore the fortunes of Moab in the last days. This is the Lord's declaration. The judgment on Moab ends here. Psalm 120 In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Lord, rescue me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. What will he give you, and what will he do to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with burning charcoal. What misery that I have stayed in Meshech, that I have lived among the tents of Kedar. I have dwelt too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. We are just two episodes away from finishing the book of Jeremiah, after which we'll have Lamentations in one episode, followed by 2 John, 3 John, and Jude in one episode, 1 Peter, and then we'll begin the book of Ezekiel. We still have a few months left in the year, and we need all the scripture we can get. If you like Commuter Bible and it's helping you get more of the Bible, don't wait until New Year's to tell someone about it. Let's spread the word together and get more people in God's word more of the time. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night.